Hey guys, and welcome back to It's Your Life, and this is Mind the Podcast with your host, Charlotte Emily Price. Today, we're going to be talking mental health, tackling mental health as a man, and some of the stigmas in society that stop men from being so open about their mental health. So let's welcome James. I'm James. Everybody calls me Fudgy. I've been called Fudgy since probably about five. Um, big runner, big into fitness, and it begins to like promoting mental health for males particularly. Mm-hmm. Currently work in aviation for Virgin Atlantic, so that's quite a cool job. So yeah. busy, busy, get to travel a bit, which is good for my running, good for my fitness. So yeah, yeah. thank you for having me on. Where's um, your favourite place you've travelled to? Um, I like America. A lot of people mm-hmm. don't like America, but I went to Austin last year. Oh, cool. And it was really like, sometimes you go to New York and Vegas, it's very full on, but it was just yeah. quite nice to... Go to Park of America and it's a bit calmer. Mm-hmm. Loads of barbecue food, which I love. Mm. Brisket, loads of um, food, which I love. And like a bit of a party place. So it's double whammy for me, really good. But I'm off to Cape Town on Wednesday Lovely. for a week. So I think that's going to probably be my new favourite place, to oh. be honest. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's somewhere I definitely, that's on my bucket list for sure, Cape Town. Yeah. Never been before? Never no. been before. I was checking the weather, it's like 30 degrees, so it's going to be a lot different too. Amazing. Do you love um, doing your exercise when you're away? Do you find that yeah, that's really helpful? Yeah, yeah. You just can't, the thing is, like park run as well. You've got mm-hmm. park run everywhere now. And in Cape Town, they got four different park runs, so it's this oh. good way to like, just get to up and about early mm-hmm. as well, especially if my travel solo is quite good to... Uh, have a bit of time with other people, have a coffee and meet new people. Um, but yeah, I'll be doing that and um, just run across the beach. Can't beat run across the beach. Just love yeah. that. That's the best thing about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not big into training hard away, but it's like to get out for a couple of kilometers yeah. just to. It's good to explore. It's a free run into it, yeah. it's free to explore. True, yeah, and, and quicker than a walk. Yeah. <laughs> like when I go to New York, I've seen a hotel, just run down through Times Square and Central Park. It's like a free free run into it really yeah I really wish that I something that I want to start this year and like have small goals for is running have you always been into running like how have you have you been a natural runner no to be honest I was not really natural fitness (laughs) in school I never played football I was always a kid I always um try to get a sick knot for pee yeah and I got to like 11 and 12 and I started playing um football so I used to play football in school and stuff and play golf but then Started running as a bet, really. Um, one of the guys I worked with was used to run like the Cardiff half marathon every year, and he used to say, "Oh, I'm going to beat you. You should come and do it." And I was, like, oh, "I'm not running a half marathon." So anyway, he was one of those people always in work would call you out and sort of be yeah. one of those guys. So I signed up and then trained for it with him, beat him. I was like, "Right, I'm never running a half marathon again." Cut all my nipples. Literally, was <laughs> couldn't walk for a week. I was like, oh, "I'm not running again." And then got addicted really sort of dragged me into running so he's oh. i looked on the website and found so many different races i mean, used to do all different races i used to work with him so oh. we do like red in bath london all different types of half marathons so got into that way really oh, wow. bit of a bet <laughs> that was so cool though like i feel everyone who i've spoken to who has got into running has said like it's become addictive like they yeah. started off as like see if they could do it and it's a little bit of fun and then it's just helped them so much mentally and physically that they've just not stopped and progress and just it's like part of their everyday life and that's what I want to do like I always see everyone running and I'm like oh I want to do that <laughs> the thing is like back when I started doing it back home I used to hate the gym because you come mm-hmm. in it's quite self-conscious when you're seeing yeah. people lifting loads tops off and I'm just like oh, I can't be asked to wait for that bench or something so running was like quite good you just chuck mm-hmm. a pair of trainers on um, luckily when I live in Wales it's in the middle of nowhere so with loads of nice roads and mm. quarries so it's just get out and run mm-hmm. you didn't have any you'd have to wait for anybody yeah. or wait for equipment you just go out and run but then, especially in London, the running scene in London's amazing. Like I tell my friends back home, like there's so many run clubs and yeah. more not elitist as well, which is the big thing. It's more inclusive run clubs. Mm-hmm. Like I do one on Friday nights called Friday Night Lights. You basically run around London with glow sticks and speakers, and oh. it's it's not about pace. It's about people just who love a rave and who don't want to drink on a Friday night. So oh. they go. We run like five or six k, then go back for Lucky Saints. So it's just trying to promote like having a good night out without having a hangover, without drinking loads and meeting new people without being drunk. So yeah, oh. that's starting to take off a bit now. But then you've got loads of different ones, which are mm-hmm. like Scramble Legs Run Club. Yeah. And it's like all exclusive paced. Oh, that's so cool. I know they run um, some for like women at night because of the whole um, feeling unsafe yeah. in the evenings and yeah. stuff. So that, that sounds like a fun one, like with the glow sticks. Yeah, and I think... Um, <laughs> I think coming in this girl Jenny Fitness or something her name is and she started her own run club and she's got like 300 people for girls only on a Saturday wow. so there's lots out there but yeah. um yeah I, I get sometimes mm-hmm. think sometimes it gets a bit overwhelming because every night's a different run club yeah <laughs> like Jim Shark have got their own run club on a wow. Tuesday 
um, on running. I've got a running club. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's crazy like. Yeah. Which is good. Mm-hmm, for sure. I feel like, for me, I did, did you go straight into, I mean, obviously you've just said that you used to do runs around Wales and stuff. Was that alone? And then did you get into run clubs when you felt more confident? Because yeah. I feel like that's one of my worries is that I'm going to start something and be absolutely awful compared to everyone and be right at the back and like embarrassed. It's the same, it's the same <laughs> with anything. When you start off anything, yeah. you know, when you start in the gym, you're always going to be lifting less. And when you run, you, I yeah. couldn't run more in a minute. So mm-hmm. you think, oh my God, am I ever going to run 5k? The biggest thing for me is park run is such a great... Mm-hmm. 5k on a Saturday and especially in London you've got so many around here and stuff yeah. and it's like everybody's friendly you've got people running 50 minutes but you also got people running 50 minutes or walking yeah. so you don't I feel if all my mates ask me how do I start go to park because it's not like yeah. elite disc because sometimes you go to things and you've made the feel like yeah, yeah. but yeah but just building her up, you'd be surprised. Mm-hmm. Couch to 5k is a good thing. Yeah, that I, I did good. actually do that a while back, like quite a few years ago. I can't remember when, but that was really helpful, and I would recommend that for anyone who's yeah, definitely. To start. Or then just go and jump in head first for a run club. Really, it's always yeah. good food after cake. So cake. I just run for coffee and cake. <laughs> really, to be honest. Yeah, a little treat afterwards. I felt like that's a good incentive, and yeah, I think I think I just need to get more comfortable with being like the worst at something <laughs> you know I feel like I always am like trying to be the best or like being a perfectionist I feel like a lot of people are like that yeah. right you don't want to be the one who's the worst at something yeah. so I think you just need to get comfortable with rather than saying the, the worst to say the newest that's the, the better, newest the yeah see you've got a more positive mindset than me <laughs> <laughs> it's hard I'm the same you do a run and you think oh god Mm-hmm. Like I did a run on Saturday and it was quite elitist to be fair yeah. me and my friend but like you could tell the vibe wasn't good yeah. Um, but yeah you can feel that way but at the end of the day you, you see what pace and is you, how you were doing yeah. like people don't know like your journey like I was five stone heavier so people think oh this guy might be slow but they don't know like how it, how it got me to get where I am now yeah. lost all that weight I'm not saying it's about losing weight or anything but getting that place what I'm doing I couldn't do it when I was 25 do you know what mm-hmm. I mean if you spoke to most 25 I I wouldn't be running. I'd be like, nah, nah. I just be out drinking all the time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's, it's changed yeah. my life. It's quite cheesy life, but a lot of my friends are mm-hmm. I made in London for running and stuff. So mm-hmm. it sort of changed my life for that type yeah. of thing, meeting people. And I mean, I feel like you you obviously post about it a lot on your social media, like your runs and you're running the marathon, which you've just spoken about, mm-hmm. which I guess we'll go on to in a second. But um, has I guess running has helped with your mental health and your mental health journey? Yeah, definitely. This thing is a. I don't know, it's go outside, it's, a lot, it's, a, it's your time mm-hmm. you can have your thoughts, because sometimes mm-hmm. you're lying in bed and your head's spinning, mm-hmm. but when you're running, sort of let it ha- I let it happen then, so you're running anywhere and you go all those thoughts, or, you know, it just gets out of your head, the time mm-hmm. you finish your run, you always feel better after it, sometimes it's hard to get out when it's cold and wet, but you always yeah. feel better coming back in, and gives you that mm-hmm. time to sort of spend that 40 minutes to think about what's like bothering you and stuff mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. tend to think a bit more clearly then, you come in, rather than being reactive, you sort of solves yeah. a bit of it I just love the alone time but also mm-hmm. one of my mates you can just chat it all out with your mate then yeah. you can run in run him on the especially mm-hmm. around London running down the Thames path and stuff and have a chat mm-hmm. with your mate about a few things about work yeah. or stuff it's really good do you find it easy to talk I think it, I need to work on my breathing basically because I feel like I can't couldn't have a conversation if I was running the thing is it's just like <laughs> for me it's like if I people say to me like oh what's your easy run I, say, I don't believe in easy and hard runs but yeah. if you can talk throughout that's like an easy run so it doesn't matter what pit like, my mates, yeah. oh, I want to run eight minute mile pace, but if I can't talk that, I'll go, can we go slower? Because I want to talk, do you know what I mean? So yeah. I just run so you can talk. If, if that's 12 minute mile in, right. seven, eight, nine, just yeah. if you can talk, happy days. Yeah. But when I first started running, I couldn't speak. I was a bit like, just trying to get it, I was just thinking yeah. about getting it, get it done, do you know what I mean? Getting to yeah. the end without dying, because I was never really a fit person. Mm-hmm. And my mate would always be running ahead, talking to me, and I'd would never talk back to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like I just need to change my mindset with it because I know that I am capable of being able to run like anyone can run. Yeah. It's just all about getting over that block in your head. It's harder. Once you start, though, go that once. Mm-hmm. It's like, at the end of the day, it depends what you're doing. If like some people just want to do for their mental health, some people actually want to take it seriously and mm-hmm. get quicker. So, you know, it depends. Like for me, when I first, when I first started running, it was about mental health. Then I flipped it mm-hmm. to be right. I want to... PB every race and I got a bit not competitive but it it, went, yeah. it didn't get fun it mm-hmm. wasn't fun because you were like right I haven't PB'd and be, be annoyed but then the pandemic came and I was just appreciate this running for without any pressure mm-hmm. like sometimes on Instagram you're posting you're going to run a certain time and you don't 
Yeah. It's like, oh, you feel like you've let everybody down. You don't really care. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So. And I, most of the time, people are only sharing like their best ones, right? Like. Yeah. Aren't they? Like, they probably have had some rubbish runs, but they haven't shared those on their Instagram no, that's the story. One thing, that's <laughs> the one thing about Instagram. You see people and you think, this this person never seems to have a little less, doesn't seem to have an injury. It's yeah. a bit fake. And then you see them in real life, then they're like, oh, I mean, I'm injured at the minute, I'm struggling, mm-hmm. but they feel like I have to keep running because of the mm-hmm. Instagram. It's good and bad because you get a lot of sportive people on Instagram. Yeah. But then mm-hmm. if you don't get your target, some people can be a bit harsh, <laughs> too. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there is like a line, isn't it, with like realistic like fitness people to follow online and then a bit more yeah toxic i guess that's the thing for me like i try to be realistic like you mm-hmm. know i love yeah i love running love eating love the odd beer love guinness it's like a, what you see is what you get really yeah. type of thing <laughs> rather than right i'm james i'm going to be run, running 80 miles a week and i'm going to as yeah. a hobby at the end of the mm-hmm. day it's like a healthy balance like yeah it's like healthy moderation really yeah. you know what i mean and I joined the gym a few months ago, which has been really good. And my running, I started mm-hmm. running less, and now I'm running more again because I miss doing actually enjoying running rather than it felt like oh, if I don't run this week, what am I going to post on yeah. Instagram? Which is quite bad to yeah. be honest. I think that's when you realise and like check in, and you're like, wait, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah, I was basically saying, right, why am I going out for eight miles? I don't want to do it. My body's telling yeah. me not to, but if I don't do it, what am I going to post about? Mm-hmm. So I just dropped it back to do the gym, start the gym, and do high rock stuff, and then. Nice. When I was running, it was like, oh, I'm actually looking forward to running, not like it was a chore. Yeah. Well, what made you then decide, right, I'm going to sign up for the London Marathon? Um, I think I, I hate marathons. I hate my, my right. friend's done like 70, right? And I don't know how he does it. He's, he's a legend. But to me, I, I hate everything about it. The training. Mm. And it sounds quite ungrateful. But I've, I've done London twice before, but it was all charity what? places and stuff. So, mm-hmm. but I, I, I give, after 2021, I thought, right, I'm not doing any more marathons. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm done. But... I thought I wanted to do like running and mental health to so try to combine it together. Mm-hmm. So I applied to like a mental health, rethink mental health illness charity and got in. So I thought it was brilliant. So it gives mm-hmm. me motivation to train, but also I can spread like sort of talking about mental health mm-hmm. then while I'm training. Yeah. Um, so I think it's important. I don't uh, People say, oh, you, you shouldn't be banging on about it every day. I think you do like, to be, to mm-hmm. be fair, I think we need to talk about yeah. it every day. If you want to sponsor me, happy days. If you don't, just, just, I'm just trying to put that message out about mm-hmm. We need to talk about every day, not every day. Like, today is Blue Monday. Not yeah. every once or twice a year it needs to be talked about every day. So yeah. hopefully the training and um, spread awareness what the charity is doing will uh, help people as well. I'm also going to share how I feel because I don't feel good every day of the week. Do you know what yeah. I mean as well? How, what is the charity? I know you mentioned earlier, but... It's a Rethink know. Mental Illness. Mm-hmm. So obviously they do a lot of petitions about mental health acts as well. I don't think they've changed the Mental Health Act in 40 years. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So it's very outdated. And I think the government are trying not to do anything about it again. So mm-hmm. I think the charity is pushing to get that Mental Health Act changed. 40 years ago, a lot's changed in yes. five years, let <laughs> alone 40 years. So I think yeah. that's one of the biggest campaigns as well. Mm-hmm. And also the support they give people with mental illnesses as well. Because mm-hmm. it's not just I suffer anxiety, but it's so many other mental illnesses as well yeah. and stuff as well so it's good to promote all that for people as well mm-hmm. with that in mind are you okay to share maybe some of your mental health like struggles or worries that you've had yeah, and, like when you started I guess acknowledging these or, like have you always been comfortable talking about it for, for a start no not really I think I was like that type of person typical male or Mm-hmm. I go to work. You go. Oh, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong. I can't. You can't like let your guard down. Do you know what I mean? You you got to keep. And then my grandparent. My my nan was really good to speak to her about it. But she was she she lived for the war. She was quite a strong lady. So it's like yeah. right. You've had you quite get on with it and forget about it type yeah. of thing. Um, same with my parents as well. But my dad has some mental health issues about ten fifteen years ago, and he didn't really deal with them for a while. He he drank quite a lot then. But then he's fine now. But it took him like eight years to get to the yeah. stage where he went to. Uh, rehab and therapy and stuff and so i take a medication but he's he's 60 odd now so he was probably the generation where i can't be i'm a father i can't be a weak person mm-hmm. do you know what i mean yeah. now he's really bad he takes medication but it didn't just take like a year it took like mm-hmm. five six seven years to get to the point where yeah. he wanted to actually you know do something about it mm-hmm. um, and stuff so it's quite that's quite hard but for me i think like last year i don't know i started this new job and he wasn't it was very stressful and I had some stuff going on at home 
and I got to like last January and I was dating this Australian girl mm-hmm. classic guy I didn't really think I liked it I not liked it that much but she was always going back to Australia and I thought oh, I was something casual yeah and then she went back to Melbourne and then I just like broke down and he was like literally mm-hmm. I think that was the start of it like I just I was, like, was crying all the time I was coming to work I was crying every day but it was like the tip of the iceberg of not like mm-hmm. dealing with some other stuff as well and anxiety yeah and then I start. I I think I had six weeks from work. Then I started doing therapy. It's probably the best thing I did. Mm-hmm. So talking about some stuff like I'd always be the type of person who hated relationships. You see yeah. people hold your hands and be like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. But secretly deep down, I wanted that. So yeah. it's like trying to address all those type of things. Yeah. But um, there's not fun. I had really bad anxiety, and I still have it. A minute, I'm starting therapy again soon. But like yeah. anxiety is just like just worrying about every little thing, mm-hmm. like worrying about what people think when you, you know go running what are people thinking when you're going to work am I rubbish at my job mm-hmm. um, you know is this you know, when you're going on dates and stuff it was like yeah. overthinking everything mm-hmm. and it got to the point I was just having overthinking literally every every part of my day yeah. does my housemate like me all that type of stuff mm-hmm. do my friends still like me I'm, it was just like tiring yeah really tiring mm-hmm. so that's my thought that I need to you know speak about this and it has helped it's still like ongoing you get like yeah especially on Christmas it was quite hard when I mm-hmm. came out to London yeah. I did struggle a bit then but yeah I started to go back to therapy next week so I'm quite looking forward to talking yeah, some stuff nice. out to be honest yeah I feel like the anxiety definitely comes in like peaks and troughs like yeah. if you ever experienced it like there was such a massive period of my life where I would have it every single day and then it just like almost went and I don't even know what happened for that to I guess maybe just talking about it with friends and that over time like got rid of it but like even this morning like I've been so anxious like and I'm like oh my god is the podcast gonna go okay like and it's just like every single little thing little thing yeah just like takes over your mind and I'm like oh my god it's exhausting like it makes Some, you feel so tired I know like sometimes <laughs> you just want to lie down and not have anything in your head mm-hmm. like I was worrying the other day about if I go to the pub and I haven't got the food I want I'm just like yeah. you know why am I do you know what I mean it's like why can't I just sit down and like have nothing in my head yeah like the running helps that but I totally get you when you're just worried about every little thing mm-hmm. like I was worrying oh if I get lost how do I get you and stuff do you know what I mean yeah. it's, weird. It's, it's not weird but you know what I mean it's yeah. every little thing I just want a bit of like a release sometimes think oh yeah everybody's yeah. like that but I think it goes back to when I was in school mm-hmm. I used to have exams and mm-hmm. your stomach could hurt but that's like anxiety then do you yeah. know what I mean I was really sick before my, all my exams mm-hmm. I think if I fail my exam I'm going to be what am I going to do and stuff so I think it's stemmed over years to be honest and yeah. still meeting people for the first time is quite mm-hmm. intimidating so even though I come across like quite confident but if I've got to meet, yeah. meet new people it's a bit like yeah. I'm more keen for it and I guess the day I'm like oh yeah I think with anxiety I think that's one of the things that people don't talk about well now definitely it's talked about a lot more because I think it's a more more common mental Mm. health like issue um but like I think that's what makes it worse not talking about it because I start to think why can't I just go go to the pub and Mm. like if there's not what I want there like there's something else like everyone else gets to do that and it's fine and like she gets to do that and she doesn't think about this or he doesn't think about that or whatever and it's like actually nine times out of ten probably those people are thinking the same things as well (laughs) like I was getting so annoyed over Christmas you know everybody having good Christmases and lots of people together and I was getting a Mm -hmm. bit not annoyed but I was getting a bit Mm -hmm. yeah probably was getting annoyed and then some of my friends were cancelling plans I was thinking am I I, like second or third best and I was thinking I don't want to feel like that. I mean, I know, mm-hmm. like, I'm, you know, if, we don't know what other people are going through and other mm-hmm. stuff, but it was really annoying. It was just irate. I mean, I'm thinking, that's when my anxiety is really bad and I'm getting a bit pissed off of everything. Mm-hmm. Normally, I'm quite chill, but when something's, like, it, irritating me like that, mm-hmm. it's not really good to think, like, oh, my friend's cancelled. Oh, why is he cancelled? Yeah. Is it because of me? But then he was ill, so it's like, if you have all those thoughts mm-hmm. in your head, and it's, just, like, stupid. It's because yeah. it's, yeah. Yeah, and weirdly, I was reading yesterday um, in this therapy book that I'm reading called Real Talk, and they were talking about boundaries and how anger and resentment comes up because you haven't set a boundary in place, whether that's like communicating with someone, like how you're feeling, and... I'm like God. That's what I do all the time. Like I build up resentment for someone, and I haven't even told them like what's bothering me. Like yeah. why, why do I expect them to know if they just think that that's my boundary? Yeah. Without telling them, you know. Yeah, it's just hard. Like I cancelled loads of plans. I first come back to London, I was in a strop, and I was mm-hmm. a bit like, bit. And then one of my friends like dragged me out for New Year's Eve to go around the house and stuff. I'm glad I did, but I was in yeah. one of those like moods, and I was like, oh. 
But it's just like I was overthinking everything. Mm-hmm. Like I was worried about getting the train back from Wales, about being busy. Where am I going to put my case and stuff like that? Yeah. It's just like mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I just want to tell people it's normal. I think a lot mm-hmm. of people will feel like that. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's not fine, but if you acknowledge, it's probably acknowledging it as well. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I didn't know what to do. I was just in such a place like a couple of days ago. I was like, what do I do? I'm running. Yeah. I'm going to the gym. And I'm still feeling the the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I was going to ask if with therapy that has that specifically helped with your anxiety like and all of it yeah, yeah to be fair like it's, I think I think I was saying to my friend I started taking medication like a few months ago mm-hmm. but I think like I don't think therapy will solve everything I think it's like mm-hmm. a combination of everything yeah. do you know what I mean mm-hmm. so if you take a bit of med- like medication alone it's not going to make you feel better mm-hmm. you've got to do like other bits and pieces like it's quite hard to work on your mind like if you could break your arm you know you're gonna have six weeks in the cast do physio and you're fine but if your yeah. mind is like if you don't work mm-hmm. on it i think mm-hmm. i don't think i worked that much for 30 odd years to be fair yeah. but i feel like having a combination of exercise and a bit medication therapy it all sort of comes together mm-hmm. like we did them um, our gym did like a mental health in for males mental health for november and i think this guy's like oh, i've been taking tablets for months i'm not better yeah. but he wasn't coming to the gym he wasn't going out he was just like sort of that was it the yeah. tablets yeah i think that is the pro- the problem i guess the problem from generation to generation is because we haven't spoken about our mental well-being we don't know how to exercise our brains yeah. and change them and mold them and um make them better like we do with our arms because we just go to someone and they sort it out for us whereas like it's all like inner work and no one talks about that or they think it's very like spiritual or woohoo yeah. like you know like they don't actually think it's a serious thing and that's yeah. why it's taken us all so long to get sort of like on board with what's going to help our own mental well-being and how all of ours is so different yeah it's like i'm probably the fittest i've ever been but mentally i'm probably not the best they mm-hmm. want do you know what i mean so it doesn't matter if you're like physically fit you've got to be mentally you've got to have a mm-hmm. both really you've got to have a balance between the two yeah like now i'd like to feel a lot better like better than i am but i still don't feel like probably feel like a six out of ten like today yeah but then phys- physically i'm like oh i'm like a nine out of ten mm-hmm. but you know we need to do work on both yeah and the hardest one is your mind i think to be honest yeah like obviously the physical stuff can help with men- your yeah. mental well-being to an extent because yeah. that's literally scientifically yeah. proven the dopamine and everything yeah. but um exactly like you said it's not um it doesn't run at the same i don't know what i'm trying to say it felt like sometimes that you go to the gym and you have that burst for an hour that it mm-hmm. goes it's like yeah. trying to like have that you go to the gym you walk out you're, you're buzzing by the time you get home you're thinking about oh I could have trained harder you're thinking about you could have mm-hmm. all that type of stuff mm-hmm. like I think the fact for me like knowing like I'm having a bit of therapy to have like a bit of a third party and stuff now and yeah. having some time away in the sun will help but not everybody can do that do you know what I mean so just yeah. trying to I think the therapy and talking to people and mm-hmm. like I said about these run clubs you go to these run clubs a lot of them are mental health based now mm-hmm. they've got mental health first aiders and stuff so it's really good just to nice. talk to a random person you never met and have a little chat and might help them they might help you and stuff yeah. like that as well I feel like that's what a lot of people find um easier I guess that was a really general term by a lot of people but um from the people I've spoken to about mental health it they say that speaking to someone you don't know which is why therapy is obviously like yeah. great but I know it's not accessible for everyone because it is so expensive yeah. unless you go through the NHS but that's the other thing I was going to say is that's yeah luckily I you know I get it with work which is mm-hmm. really good like the company yeah. look after you with like private health care but not everybody has got that option I think mm-hmm. it's a company my friend needs a good headspace I think mm-hmm. they charge £20 but still some people haven't if you do that every week some people haven't got that mm-hmm. £20 to talk to I know you've got like the Samaritans and stuff to call but yep. you know I think this time of year particularly as well is yeah. pretty prevalent like, like therapy is not really accessible unless you've got some yeah. some sort of money which is quite sad yeah I, I did have a, a girl who you might have listened to this episode before a couple of weeks ago who spoke actually about the NHS being really beneficial for her which is like one of the first stories I've actually heard where it has been good so I'm like it, it is possible to go yeah. through the NHS and get a positive have a positive experience through it so I don't want to off put anyone but like from what I've yeah. experienced through trying to access mental health like care from the NHS it has not been great I don't know about I, you have I've you ever never, tried I've never no. tried it um, I think my dad did a bit of a I think his experience wasn't mm-hmm. that great as well so I think he obviously admitted he had a problem with alcohol and stuff and I yeah. think they were cancelling appointments left right and centre and he was 
he was at the stage where he was ready to deal with stuff and mm-hmm. then no one wanted to li- no he felt like no one wanted to listen do you know what I mean yeah. I think he came very close to like had, had enough of everything to be honest mm-hmm. and I think in the end he had to check himself with Riam so if you don't if you don't check me and I'll kill myself that, yeah. that's how he that's the only reason he got help in the end mm-hmm. if he went there and said I'm oh I'm still like a 2 out of 10 they would have sent him home yeah. so you have to literally force the issue for him to get any sort of help mm-hmm. yeah and I think the issue is they just never take sort of any accountability with it either I think people go to these places as their last port of call like it's not easy to like no. ring up and go to therapy or reach out to the NHS or yeah just access any help because you feel embarrassed like and ashamed from what no. society has taught us and then when you do get go to these people who are supposed to be very caring and safe and secure and are supposed to help you and then you get turned down or have a bad experience it's like well what's left yeah well I think you got to the point he's ready to spit it all out and then you go in to see someone and they cancel and you're just like what do I I do now Mm -hmm. like luckily I haven't gone for NHS like I said most people haven't got private healthcare but luckily our company at AXA Healthcare mm-hmm. within a week I was having therapy from when I was signed off sick yeah and, and we have sort of like EAP employment system programme so you can bring them mm-hmm. up every time of day yeah and you can speak to counsellors then so mm-hmm. I'm very fortunate I guess people haven't got that yeah but that's why I'm trying to promote in our company like mm-hmm. you've got all this year use it you know it's all there it's not just yeah. but it's probably the old school people think they're going to use their private healthcare if they need an operation or yeah. they broke a leg or no, it's cancer scan no one ever thinks about mental health yeah but we've done like mental health first aid courses which has mm-hmm. been really good all the companies been doing that so that's mm-hmm. been a quite an eye-opening course that is to be fair yeah. but mm. um i think that everybody should do a mental health course i think just yeah just to understand a bit more because i think even though I feel like I'm quite well versed with mental health like from over the years like from suffering with stuff myself and like my fam- like close family I think there's so much more that I need to learn and there always is really isn't there so yeah I think that would be the biggest thing amazing. I learned in that course was he was saying like committing suicide used to be used to be against the law to kill yourself in the 90s so that's when I sort of committed suicide so if you try to kill yourself they're going to lock you up basically unsuccessfully you'd be sent to prison oh my god and then if you pass if you actually kill yourself your family would have to go to court because you've done something against the law and the family would have to go for that so that's why they don't say committing suicide anymore it's like more like they died by died by suicide yeah when I learned that that was the biggest thing it blew my mind I was like Mm -hmm. against the law to to kill yourself up until like the mid 90s that is crazy I didn't know the backstory I knew I, I heard someone saying about the committing thing changing yeah. that sort of term because obviously committing sounds like so you're you've doing done something wrong yeah then. you've done something wrong when it's actually not your fault I couldn't believe That's it crazy. blew my mind that did that was one of the biggest takeaways from that it's like they used to be against the law if you could if you didn't kill yourself you'd be sent to court and obviously going through all our mental issues and being sent to court and just, yeah that's absolutely crazy and it's not really that long ago if you think about it no have you ever faced any like challenges when you've openly spoken about mental health online any adversity in real life like with any of anyone around you or I um, guess to, any of your followers to be honest like, I think Instagram has been really good about mm-hmm. the mental health stuff if I'm, if I'm really honest like, I put a story with me crying on the tube I wasn't doing it for any attention but mm-hmm. a lot of people think oh it's veggies happy go lucky but I guess it can happen too mm-hmm. and I think I had loads of people reach out I hadn't heard from from years mm-hmm. like friends and stuff from mm-hmm. like school and um, some of my people pay professional sport my friends they got in contact and stuff and I feel it was really positive mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing is probably my some of my male friends mm-hmm. um, you can speak to them about some of them and I just feel speaking to a guy is so awkward about mental health. Mm-hmm. Might be doing my, some of my friends a disservice here, but I just feel no, like... No, not at all. I think they'd probably feel the same, though. Yeah. Like, a lot of men are taught, like how we were discussing earlier, like, they've been, you've been taught to, like, be the backbone of a family or yeah. to, yeah, like, uphold this sort of image of strength and power without having any sort of emotions, and it's really strange. Yeah, I just think, like, I sometimes get more nervous talking to my male friends about mental health than you know if I'm gonna see my friend Phoebe for example I'm like not I just talk to her like normal yeah. but I feel like I have to get my psych myself up to talk to someone who is a, a male about mm-hmm. it because they just they don't know how to react after them. that's the problem and you sitting there going I just told you some you know deep stuff I didn't they don't know what to say about it yeah but I think probably my friends but like the Instagram has been really good and stuff mm-hmm. like that work some people in work have been really amazing but I think it's a lot to do not just in 
workplaces but mm-hmm. I think a lot of people still um, have that impression that someone's off with stress and anxiety they skive in or mm-hmm. they, they're off work they can't hack in and stuff and that's a big thing where I try to yeah. get out to people it's not like yeah. if you if I was signed off for six months of a heart problem no one say nothing yeah signed off six months of mental health issues people are going oh he's just using yeah that's the biggest thing we need to get over I think that's where you see end up still seeing the stigma because obviously we've done a lot of work over the last few years with mental health but I think that exactly what you just described is where you see the most problems is like in the workplace if you're trying to get some time off it's always seen as yeah you're skiving yeah when a lot of the time like when you've had a physical injury or something and you actually don't need that six months yeah. and that person's absolutely fine yeah. but when you've got a mental health issue that is like ongoing and you're trying so hard to get help through the NHS for example or whatever yeah. it's, it's seen as a bad thing and like I think that's what I guess the world and society needs to work on next like that's the big that. thing I say my job not just mm-hmm. a job I've worked in now but in the previous company you know people pay lip service but like I said my job now they do a mental health course you've got us access to therapy and EAP which is really good but mm-hmm. it's trying to educate the rest of the company mm-hmm. so a lot of people will appreciate mental health but some people generational will go oh, these people are off again for mental health mm-hmm. but I said to somebody work I'd rather be off ill with a broken arm than I would with mental health I'll tell you because I'd rather do you know what I mean I wouldn't be off sick for any other reason yeah I went off sick because I couldn't I couldn't function anymore do you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah I was coming to work and I was thinking what am I going to do wrong today that was everything I was coming to work crying on the tube mm-hmm. I was saying I couldn't literally <laughs> just about got to work about yeah. you know just sitting in my chair crying and they're like oh I didn't know that I said yeah well, that, you shouldn't really didn't take time off for you know on a whim like it got to the yeah. point where I couldn't do my job anymore because I was like well I couldn't really deal with life at the minute workplaces or even some family members for example or people around <laughs> you will only know that something's wrong when you get reached to that breaking yeah. point and then they take it seriously and that is also another sad thing like you feel like you have to have this big like whole breakdown or show like a, a massive emotion for anyone to actually take anything seriously which yeah. is again another shame like that it has to get to that level where you're actually really ill yeah really unwell because you could nip it a bud like uh, I was trying to get mental health days I think they're really good you could have a feel really bad and have a day off and feel yeah. short term it might be alright but if you know you haven't got no time off coming off you're feeling mentally mm-hmm. and, and you, you just can't take any more time off mm-hmm. it's hard yeah. but um I got to the point that I probably nipped the bud just in time, really. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, oh, crying. One of the girls on my team pulled me to one side and said, look, you need to, like, have some help. And luckily, like I said, luckily, in my company, you were literally put in contact with... Um, it did, like, a sort of assessment of you. Yeah. And then you had therapy sorted within the week then. So mm-hmm. enabled me to probably have got back to work a bit quicker because mm-hmm. I got... Fe- got to access therapy and medication quite quick rather than yeah. I dread to think how long it would potentially take on the, on the NHS to be honest yeah it's a very long process I think I guess it's like lack of resources and education on mental health like that that's what causes the crazy crazy wait to get any help the biggest thing for me is some people come to hospital and they, they want to kill themselves mm-hmm. and they get turned away and probably do but if you came to hospital and you broke two your legs they wouldn't send you away with a I just think yeah. it's trying to like generalize that guy is in a place of like really ill like really ill or girl or whatever mm-hmm. and you send them away and it's probably that's it then for them that's such a good point i didn't even think that like if you'd if you'd gone in to an a and e or whatever with anything else wrong with you you I'm would just get it they it. would you would just sit there for however many hours but it would get sorted like yeah. mm, it's because the world needs like physical proof to like prove anything's wrong that's why the breaking point it's like oh something is wrong with you but without that no one believes like it feels like no one believes you yeah I think like a lot of workplaces do a lot but I mm-hmm. think the NHS it said they're done not bashing them but I definitely haven't got the time to deal with mm-hmm. it's probably a pandemic of mental health at the moment mm-hmm. it's probably since Covid I guess as well mm-hmm. but I think if they dealt with every mental health case I think it'd be loads I think it'd be more mm-hmm. than Covid do you know what I mean yeah that's the worrying thing is like people are ready to like but they can't get the help that's the mm-hmm. biggest thing yeah and some people haven't got friends or wherever and so yeah. it must be really lonely have you ever tried like journaling or anything uh, loads of people told me that to be honest i was thinking about it because sometimes mm-hmm. you go to bed and then your mind comes alive and mm-hmm. it so i did it for work for a while like work mm-hmm. was in my head and i used to write down all the stuff yeah. on my pad and go to bed it's probably me being lazy thinking oh, I won't buy an old pad but I think it probably yeah. will help if I just wrote something down yeah, yeah. when I did therapy one of the tasks I would do something come in my head I'd write it all down and 
how I felt, how it made me feel, what I could do, and all that type of stuff. Yeah. And when you write it down, it's like all that yeah. out your head on a piece of paper. Mm. It's quite good. I probably need to start doing that yeah. again. If I no, want. I know it doesn't work for some people, or like people prefer writing on their phone. Like, but for me, I've always like loved writing anyway. And then I think it was that whole getting to bed and having all of this stuff yeah. in your head. What you write? Do you, what you do? What you do? Like about your day or how you're feeling? Yeah, I change it up. Like before bed if I journal it's usually just whatever in my head like whether that's worries things I've got to do the next day like because I'm just like oh my god my head is going crazy I'm not going to be able to rest if I don't yeah get this out and then you see like exactly how you said I see it on the paper and I'm like god that was just a whirring around in my head (laughs) and I like now I can rest um but yeah I've I've tried doing like prompts online um and then a lot of like I I started off doing like gratitude because I saw that was quite popular um, and I was like oh that's actually quite helpful because even when I was having really shitty low days I'd be like oh it's actually nice because I made myself I got to make myself like a hot tea in the morning and stand out in the fresh air and I'm like that's something actually really nice to do like because I'm actually physically healthy so I'm like oh I can actually go out and like have a walk today and like that's great like it did help me with my mindset but I think most of the time it's writing down like worries or things I don't know like just di- different things that come into my head like senses I feel yeah. like it's really helpful like what can I hear smell and all that right now if I'm feeling really anxious because I start like losing grip with the world but yeah I just I just found it really helpful writing stuff down I think it just like gets everything out of my head and makes me feel like I'm doing something but I know some people don't I just was curious if you've ever tried I did it. something similar when I, when I got signed off I knew where to hand over stuff mm-hmm. I remember handing over to one of the girls in my team and it was like three sheets of A4 paper and she was saying all that was in your head and I was like, when I went off then, I was like sitting there, I said, like, yeah, that was, I just dumped literally all what I had going mm-hmm. from my head, all my targets, all the work I had to do, mm-hmm. and it was on three sheets of A4 paper, and she was mm-hmm. just like, how have you just spilled that all out to the paper? Mm-hmm. And that was just work, that was about yeah. any of the personal stuff or anything. Mm-hmm. So at least, I think, I think when people get signed off work, it's a benefit because you've got one less thing to worry about and you can get better mm-hmm. food. People think, why did you get signed off? Well... I didn't have to worry about anything to do with work. Mm-hmm. I could just focus on like my head and getting better because work yeah. is like probably fills eighty percent of your head yeah. and stuff like that. So yeah, I think I realised then what I was storing in my head for yeah. work, which was quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I think we forget that all this stuff is constantly going around in our heads, and it it can take a lot for us to like stop and chill out and like do that, like write stuff down. Like something as easy as that can actually take off the load from, yeah. from you, and it's quite crazy i think that's why i'm so like addicted to it now because i'm like maybe this will help like if i start writing yeah. stuff down and it's like almost addictive to be honest i think <laughs> i'm a bit not lazy but i think i get a bit at the minute i'm a bit like oh, i don't want to try that i don't want to try that so I, I should try more because i'm thinking like gym running yeah. that's it but i should open my mind like people said meditating yeah not looking at your phone after a certain mm-hmm. time i'm terrible my yeah phone. me too i'm terrible though me too you, with the journaling like I always say like five minutes before bed or something that's what I tell myself I'm like just set a five minute timer and then like five minutes you can just write whatever's coming out of your head or yeah. like just do a really small prompt it's like what what's something you've been worried about today yeah. it's just like I love walking walking's the best walking. thing I love it yeah walking so underrated mm-hmm. and because you get distracted by everything you're seeing and the sounds and everything it's like, a bit different to like exercise because you're not like not like pushing yourself you yeah just, you can take a lot of it in like mm-hmm. sometimes when you're running you can but you're about to be trying to think about running mm-hmm. when you walk in with a coffee or something yeah you could just sit on a bench and people watch and stuff like that yeah that's my biggest thing this love i, I work in airports just sit there sometimes at lunch with this people watch it's yeah. great like. <laughs> yeah it's like nice to focus on something else rather than what's going on in your head sometimes yeah. some, I feel like sometimes people say distractions a bad thing but I feel like sometimes it is quite healthy like to not just be in your head constantly especially when you're in like one of those like crazy anxious like manic sort of phases it is nice to just sit back and if you can people watch yeah like for for 10 minutes that'd be great watch <laughs> I got a bad thing when I like really anxious I try and take on everybody else's problems mm. to forget about yourself like I'll see oh. someone's up to my friend I'm like oh that is, that's really bad and then try to fix that mm-hmm. and then she's like how are you doing I'm like yeah I'm fine that, that's my biggest thing <laughs> yeah. I just try to take and never get too involved in other people's problems sometimes yeah so and so having a bad time I'm like why am I getting involved I should be sort, sorting myself up yeah and yeah. it sounds like quite weird Mm-hmm. I think no I think it's maybe your I guess it might be a distraction thing like from your own stuff so you're like oh I'll help someone else with theirs but I feel like as humans we're like 
try and help other people before ourselves. It's like such a yeah. awful thing, really. Like, I guess maybe we've been told that we're selfish if we focus too much on ourselves and all of these like bad words are arrogant or whatever. But so you've been called selfish loads, have an only child like. Mm. So it's like it's a different mindset of the people who've got brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Like it's only when you're like an only child it's different because when you're younger mm. you've you've got a you've, well, you've got you are selfish because it's only you. Yeah. So it's only you. So you've got mm-hmm. like more freedom or like mm-hmm. time. Like I'm used to having loads of time on my own. Like do you know what I mean? But other yeah. people have got loads of siblings. Like can't sit still for like five minutes. So they need to be doing yeah. around people all the time. So it's like different. If I tell people I don't mean to be sad, but sometimes I just like to like write. Yeah. I need a day to myself. And I don't really mind doing that. Mm-hmm. Like on holidays and I go with the boys. I'm like right this afternoon. I'm gonna go and um, have a walk. And I go, I'll come with you. I'm like, no, please don't. Please don't. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they get a bit like, why are you doing that? We're we on a boys' holiday. I'm like, yeah, but, but I, I just need time alone. I need yeah. like four hours of me just. That's good though that you can you feel comfortable to be like oh, I need some time alone. I think, I think everyone needs to be more like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting better. Rick. I think, I think I'm used to sort of in my own space. I'm like right, I've had my fill mm-hmm. of people today. I'm gonna go home or yeah. like coming to London. I would never go for dinner on my own or in cinema. I'd be mm-hmm. like, I see people sitting on my own. I'd be like, oh, that's really sad. But now I'll happily go and sit yeah. in Wagamama's on my own or something. Do yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I never question. That's how I think. I'm like, I never question if someone sat alone, like yeah, yeah. ever. So, chances are, a lot of people are probably not. Yeah. Or they, if anything, they're making up scenarios in their head. You know. <laughs> I used to like wouldn't go in a restaurant on my own. I really want to go somewhere for food, but mm-hmm. my mates wouldn't. I wouldn't go. So like, I missed out so much stuff probably mm-hmm. in my twenties by waiting for my friends or trying to bother the right people who want to do the same things as yeah. you. Rather now, I'm like, right, I'm gonna do it. Like my best friend's his birthday, he went skiing on his own. Do you know what I mean? It's great, like Love he had that. a great day. Yeah, I think we always wait. We always wait for some someone else when you. This whole time we've been able to do everything. Yeah, like on I'm, our own. And I see people solo travel. I've done a bit of it, but I see him. I'm like, I wish I could do more. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, like my friend just went skiing for a week on her own. Yeah, so cool. It's like amazing. So cool. Yeah, I I do think gen- generally, like I prefer going with someone because I, I like talking too much and I'm like I want to bounce off someone and like yeah. talk about things that we're seeing yeah. and doing and like being able to chat about it afterwards but I do think there is so much power and like amazing things that come from tra- travelling low you learn so much about yourself and it's a great time for all of this like healing mental health like you just do what you want I went yeah. to Australia travelling my own it was great because wow. no one telling you what to do yeah so if you want to get on a bus here you just get on a bus and go yeah but then sometimes you want to share like you want to go on a trip and go share it with someone yeah. you know do you know what I mean mm-hmm. like I'm going to South Africa with uh, a couple people meeting out there as well so it'd be good to actually share like our memory with other people yeah it'd be good in your own but it'd be quite, obviously it's quite nice to share with other people yeah yeah for sure going back to like say if there's there's another guy listening to this right now and they're worried to reach out to someone like whether that's a friend family a professional but they're worried they're just worried because they've been told to man up or don't cry or anything is there any advice you would give to them like say it was even like your younger self before you felt comfortable to speak about your mental health i just think you gotta realize that mental health is a big it's an illness like treatment is every every illness like Mm -hmm. i said before if you if you've got like a really nasty headache for a few weeks, you go and have it checked out and have a scan or whatever, or if you're ill or you break something, you go to the hospital. Do you know what I mean? It is an illness. It's exactly the same illness as if you had COVID or mm-hmm. the flu. It's an illness. You know, if you're ill, you get antibiotics. You don't think twice about having antibiotics as well. So it's just mm-hmm. trying to normalise and go, you're, you're, you're yeah. ill. Treat it as any other illness. It's the mm-hmm. thing that sort of made, made it right for me. And I take it on top of that, make it, take a medication. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to take medication for your mental health, don't be judged by it's like mm-hmm. I said if you're ill you'd go and grab antibiotics from them for someone yeah. said you need to take these heart pills to make sure your heart's alright for the rest of your life you do it yeah. so it's just trying to normalise it really and mm-hmm. uh, reach out I think a lot of people in a lucky like, position have got stuff at work and friends but reach out to your friends but also yeah. go to the doctors to be fair they have briefly spoke to the NHS and they are quite you know they will they will put your procedures in place yeah. and like to speak up about it mm-hmm. and just see as mental health is like any other illness which is what I think would normalise this normalise it like you're ill mm-hmm. okay I'm just gonna do something about it yeah yeah and I guess know that crying is fine and like well crying's the best thing ever like yeah. I used to like I cry in the tube and I used to be like oh my god you see people but mm-hmm. like yeah like, if you want to cry in the tube cry in the tube if you want to cry when you run cry in mm-hmm. it's okay to cry like for all mm-hmm. men to cry I think a lot of people do hear that to be fair yeah if you cry and just let it out a bit more but also as I said the big thing is if you're struggling mentally just see it as like yeah. any other illness like if yeah. you as I keep mm-hmm. saying if you 
were ill and you had to have your appendix and operation you go when you and all yeah. that type of stuff just treat it as a normal like um, yeah. you go to the doctors if you had something wrong with you mm-hmm. do you know what I mean yeah exactly and I was saying to James before like I cr- I've cried my whole life like when I'm happy when I'm sad when I'm angry like all the time and I was always taught that I was too emotional or too sensitive and growing up I've actually realized it's amazing because it's allowed me to be emotionally intelligent which is something that I would never have even thought about until the last year speaking to a therapist so I think a big thing I've learned is like being more more, more in tune with your emotions as Mm -hmm. well like you'd have better relationships with that with your friends and family if you're mm-hmm. more emotionally intelligent like mm-hmm. I used to shut people off I'd be like people in relationships oh, I still made in one mm-hmm. they all loved up is quite like bitter against yeah. the world still, I'm still getting there but I was like well, I don't have a relationship why are people <laughs> getting married and all that type of stuff and yeah. thinking, that's not a really good trait to be like bitter about people being happy Yeah. so it's like trying to be more emotionally intelligent like yeah I want to have a girlfriend now might mm-hmm. not happen tomorrow, next week, or next year. But like, I, mm-hmm. I want a relationship. All my yeah. friends are like, well, are you actually admitting that now? And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, because I think I always wanted one. Mm-hmm. But I used to be jealous of people and probably just didn't handle my emotions very well yeah. with it. Yeah, and just we have, I guess we are not taught to show show some of those negative emotions or almost taught to suppress them, even if yeah. that's not sadness and crying or whatever. Like even anger or guilt or regret and like all of the negative ones we're told to sort of like sweep them under the yeah, rug. Like so type of thing, yeah. yeah, there's that um there's like a wheel that I um saw in the therapy book that I spoke about earlier and it has like all of your feelings in and like I think some people actually don't even realise where like the feelings come from. Like I can't really explain it on through audio, but you'll just have to Google it or something. Um, so you can see, or I'll put it on the Instagram, but, um, yeah, I I feel like it really just helps you see all of the different possible emotions you have. And it can like help you pinpoint how to direct those emotions and what to do to make yourself feel better. And I I just like, wow, why aren't we taught that at school? That would have been great. I think (laughs) we did speak about it more in school about Mm. mental health and stuff. I don't know what goes on in schools these days, but I'm guessing the work. I think I see the difference in the workplaces the last three or four mm-hmm. years, but that's probably only the last yeah. couple of years. There's still lots more to do. Yeah. Like mental first aid course is a good thing, but also you learn to that course. But if you're not in a mental good place yourself, it's hard to help someone yeah. else. So it's like, it, but it's a good understanding of what people go through mm-hmm. and what support is there. Yeah. So there is quite a lot of support out there, not NHS based for for mental health and stuff mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, yeah. I was also going to say if you're a teacher watching this or listening to this sorry um it would be great to know if you're t- if there are better mental health like systems put into school because that would just be interesting to know um, i'm trying to think of anywhere anywhere else that's improved maybe like parenting i guess because a lot of mental health worries and stuff comes from childhood trauma like obviously like my it's not my parents fault but that's what they were taught by their parents that it's bad to show your emotions you know like yeah. it's not it's no one's fault it's just i guess passed down that um I feel like when I've seen younger parents now or like my partner's brothers like bringing up a child and I just see how they're encouraging him to like express all of his emotions and like talk about how he feels every day like oh how how has your day been like how have you felt and I'm like oh that would have that's a great thing to like teach your kids so, yeah because like, you've gone to school about? you'd be like oh I'm dreading it'd be like be all your parents but right come on man, Let's go, no get man in. come on get in <laughs> You could never take a sick day in school. You'd always yeah. go to school if you were literally dying. You would go to school. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's so true. Like I brought my foot next day. I was in school and stuff. Like just just told to like yeah. get on with it. And the teacher, like we got taught probably by my parents' teachers who were probably you know <laughs> yeah. borderline at least cane people. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And they've probably gone Crazy. from that to actually. Yeah, you can't actually hit people now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Then my te- friends are teacher. They're not allowed to shout that much anymore. So it's like it's coming down to sort of like treating mm-hmm. people as like shouting at someone never gets. I I don't get why people shout. I, you're not going to get the best out of anybody no. shouting at people. You're either going to get kids laughing at you yeah. or going to want to misbehave even more. I think yeah. or not not respect you if you're going to be shouting at them. Like obviously, I know kids are like disrespectful and cheeky or whatever but like you're not going to get respect from them by shouting at them same at work like you know across the jobs we've mm-hmm. had some senior managers in the past who were shouting and you think you've got what, <laughs> you've got nothing apart from actually upsetting people and putting people on edge you've not got any yeah. desire any improvement from people yeah so like overall i think school life is somewhere that i feel like needs to get worked on unless they are doing stuff to improve but and i guess continue in workplaces i guess raising awareness for mental wellness and like it looks like where you work is absolutely amazing for that yeah to be fair but i think they just need to do more like every mm. every every month to say right you've got all this because i think a lot of people i speak to are like oh yeah we've got that yeah. we 
oh we've got we can do that mm-hmm. like i'd even know my previous job we had all this mental health stuff now right. it's like five years ago yeah we don't really shout about it which i think companies should say we've got this but you apply for jobs now you see a lot of stuff related yeah. to mental health there's always a section about mm-hmm. mental health in there as well like about mental health days which i think is a good thing yeah you can actually take some time away from it as well yeah which is good to make normalise. And like, I think when I go to job interviews now, I always ask about mm-hmm. what's the culture like and stuff. Because that's quite big towards your mental health yeah. as well. Yeah, that's true. That's a good question. Um, but yeah, if anyone is listening, please share some of your stories working in in your workplace if you have got positive mental health, I guess, structures in your workplace. Because that would be great to hear because I haven't heard of many positive experiences like yours today. It's like one of the only good ones that I've heard. So it will be nice okay. to like share some more stories. Yeah. I think um, a lot of it's managers as well. Like I think a lot yeah. of managers, like back in the day, you'd be like, oh, that manager's really good with mm-hmm. numbers. But I think as a man, if you manage any sort of people, you might be data driven. We might not be a pe- I think you have to be a people person if you have to manage anybody yeah. now. I don't know if you can say oh, I'm good with numbers. I think you have to like, you know, be a people manager, know about mental health, know yeah. how people you know it's got a responsibility as a manager. Like mm-hmm. I've managed ten people. If you don't treat them right, mm-hmm. that affects their whole life. Do you know what I mean? If you were yeah. a horrible manager or don't listen to them or listen to them or let being heard, they've gone home every day feeling unsupported yeah. and all that type of stuff. Well, that's what I'd say to anybody with managing really is like I think you don't think you realise how important part you have managing people yeah 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 it's way more than just like assigning tasks and the classic things you think of when yeah. you think of a manager it is a lot more deep you're right for sure well thank you by the way for coming on and sharing awesome. and speaking yeah. about everything I'm obviously gonna link your Instagram and everything in the podcast description and the marathon yeah, as well yeah the marathon yeah I'll put the little sponsor yeah, link any, any, in there. Fa- any sponsorship would be good it's a amazing. great charity yeah yeah is there anything else I'll always leave like um, helplines like Samaritans and yeah. different types of mental illness yeah. helplines and things in the description yeah it's really but... good it's quite a lot I do tell you mental health there's mm-hmm. lots of like different numbers you can call for different yeah. stages as well so yeah mm-hmm. really cool thanks for having me it's just good yeah. to uh, share my experiences and mental health like I said it's okay not to be okay really yeah exactly thank you so much it's oh. honestly been an honour to have you here oh, and like thanks, thanks have the first um, like man on here talking about mental health so openly it's like really appreciated and it'll no, hopefully we can start talking about it more yeah for sure um, and yeah thank you very much for listening if you have and I will see you next week for a brand new episode bye bye